Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is that feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story of how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. The intention of this conversation is to make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Right. Hello, loves. I'm so excited that we are starting episode four of Floating on a Cloud, that feeling that you get when you're connecting with spirit. And I, as you all know, because you've heard it three other times, that the intention of these conversations is to normalize listening to our divine guidance, that it is an everyday occurrence and that anybody, no matter their background, Um, and what they're currently doing in their life, they can be listening to and tuning in, whether it be inner, inner wisdom or divine guidance, whatever you call it, that I just want to normalize it. So that's why we're having these conversations. Today, we get to chat with Brandy Gilmartin. Uh, She is the founder and co-owner of Inner Space in Des Moines. Brandy is passionate about connecting people with resources, which is all what Inner Space does. She connects me with, with resources to expand into your highest potential, which means making the um, the understanding of energy and frequency and how it plays a role in our lives. And it's as important as our physical well-being. Mm-hmm. She also empowers people to feel fulfillment in their businesses, relationships, and life. So welcome, Brandy. Thank you for having me. I know. I'm so excited to chat with you. So from that introduction, I can tell that you do listen to your divine guidance. Do you say divine guidance, inner wisdom? What, how do you refer to it as? Um, I just call it, well, <laughs> uh, I don't, it's just my knowing, just <laughs> knowing. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. My intuition, my guidance system, kind of, you know, any name that people want to call it, I just, it's just always with me. It's so natural to me. Mm-hmm. I just call it my knowing. So has it always been this way or would you say that at one time you didn't listen to your divine guidance? Absolutely. There was a long period of time where I didn't listen to my divine guidance. I think a lot of us have similar, um, can have similar stories about when we were little and, um, people, I would say things and people would be like, how do you know that when I was a very little girl? And then it kind of got shut off. Like somebody is like, oop, that's not safe. It's not safe to show that. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, went through elementary school and went through junior high and high school. And then I began um, using drugs and drinking a lot because I had such a hyper awareness of things and I knew things, but it was not safe. So it was like, okay, how can I dampen that? How can I turn that off? Um, how can I kind of conform and meld into like what everybody else expects a human being to be? I and- find, and I, I, I don't, I may interrupt you because I sometimes do that. But that's what I find though, when I'm chatting with people that, I mean, I know that there's numerous reasons why people use drugs or alcohol, but those that I connect with are interested in connecting um, in a more deeper, meaningful relationship with divine, whatever they refer to that as, but they have used drugs or alcohol to numb that connection because they don't 
get it. I also find some people are experiencing anxiety and depression, um, almost like they lose, like they feel like they're going crazy because of that connection and they don't know what to do with it. Would I'm guessing that I, I just, from what you're saying that that's what you were experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I have my fair share of traumas in life, but that's definitely, I wasn't using drugs or alcohol to like numb those. <laughs> it was because I received information all day long. I didn't know what to do with it. Or if I would have conversations with people that might come off as strange or, and it wouldn't make me feel safe. So I didn't feel safe being who I was. And so I had to shift who I was and literally shift how I was fe feeling and everything with drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. and when I had my, when I got pregnant with my son, um, it's like this whole new world kind of kicked in. It was like, can't drink when you're pregnant, obviously. Um, and I had stopped using drugs long before he was conceived, but this inner knowing just ramped up inside of me, this intuition, it was like, here's our time. You know, this is what you were made to do. This is what you're here for. And after I had him, it kind of opened up a portal. <laughs> and I was doing hair for a long time and I would stand behind the chair and I would receive information and I would just kind of like gently, slowly like say something and the person behind the chair or in the chair would be like, how'd you know that? Or how'd you know to say that? Or why are you asking me that question? How do you know exactly what to say or what mm -hmm. to ask yeah. or how I'm feeling? And that got more and more as the years went on. And then finally I was like, I don't even think I'm actually doing people's hair. <laughs> I mean, I am, but like, I, there's more to this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I felt like, well, when, right before you shifted into inner space, I think I came to you maybe twice. Cause yeah. I like, by the time I moved to Des Moines and then well moved away and then you got inner space. I mean, like it was just this small window of time, yeah. but I remember spirit being like, you need to cut your hair. And then you're like, I think we just did an, an, an intuitive cut. Like it just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a lot. Of, that's, that was a lot of how I operated behind the chair. It was like, people would sit down and be like, I just trust you to do it. And I'm like, okay. And then I would I'd be like, sometimes I'd even be like, how did I even do that? <laughs> like, what was working through me? You know, mm -hmm. what, what happened or like, how did it feel when you weren't tuning in, when you were pushing your gifts, your, your connection away? Depression, um, loneliness, um, like I would note it, like, I just wasn't physically well, like not like I didn't have any like identifiable disease or anything, but I just didn't feel vitality. I didn't feel, I felt tired a lot, no motivation. Um, and what I recognize now is I was just suppressed. Like it took so much of my energy to suppress that, that I didn't have any energy for my body to like function and be motivated. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what happened? Um, there's usually some, well, you said you had your son, so was that the, the flipping point, the turning point for you to start tuning in? Yes, and, tuning in more. I mean, I would kind of bounce in and out of it. There were times I had a difficult um, first couple, first year with him as far as my relationship with his father. Um, but there were times when I would dip in and out and I would really start to gauge and see the, and feel the difference of when I was 
listening and in, in that zone, I read a lot of Louise Hay, you know, lots of affirmations, things that people would be like, I can't believe you're so positive through things that happen to you. Or how do you keep, you know, yeah. looking at everything so brightly and optimistic and um, I just kind of focused on that stuff to kind of keep me from going in the dips, you know, like I would post an affirmation on my fridge on a whiteboard every week I would write a new one. And it would just be something that those little bits I would hold myself accountable. I'm not a journal writer. I'm not a, um, I don't know, I don't have a lot of rituals. I, I began meditating seven years ago. Um, and that was another shift that happened for me is when I started 20 minutes twice a day meditation. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you do listen? Ooh, watch out. <laughs> um, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. And the only thing that gets in my way is myself and, you know, maybe feelings of lack of confidence. But then when I listen and, and, and kind of, so I, I love like reference points, right? Mm -hmm. I like to have when I'm talking with somebody else or if, if they're trying to manifest something or create something in their life and they don't know how to reach it. I'm like, well, go back to a time in your life where something where you couldn't believe that something felt so, was so effortless and it happened better than you could have imagined. And so I take those, I have those own personal reference points in my life where I'm like, oh yeah, look at how that happened. And then I can trust what's coming up next because I, I know that if I surrender and kind of call in that feeling of, how it's going to feel when it gets there or how it already does feel because everything's happening like in the now moment, actually, yeah. I can, um, it's easier for me to trust what's coming up and to, to be confident and allow the motivation to move me forward without my fears stepping in. How did you go from being a hairdresser to now co-owner and founder of Inner Space? Um, I was at, I love personal development, right? I like to, um, get to know all the aspects of myself and I'm constantly learning and growing and trying new things. And I'm a firm believer in going back to the basics and that the mastery of anything is the basics well done. And that means revisiting things that we think we already know. And mm -hmm. so I'm not above going back and learning you know, anything, anything, because there was some golden nugget, you know, there's something that, you know, we might already know, but then you're like, like relearning cursive handwriting. Like we all know how to write in cursive. And then you get there and you're like, Whoa, that Q is not, or that Z does not how I write my Z's. And what will it do for you? If you go back and rewrite that Z, how it's, how it was originally intended. And what is that going to open up inside of you? And what are you going to learn about yourself? So I was at a mastermind in Austin, Texas with my husband, and it was actually quite divine how we got there. Um, I was supposed to do a life coaching um, course in Florida, and we had just landed in New Jersey. We were going to Bermuda, and um, I got notification that the life coaching course had been canceled, but I had already blocked out that weekend that week. And I was like, Oh man, I have this. And I landed and I was like, darn it. 10 minutes later, I see on Instagram that there's this mastermind weekend in Austin, Texas, that same time that I had blocked out for the life coach thing. And I was like, and I heard go. And I was like, uh, we're supposed to, I looked at my husband. I said, we're supposed to go to this. 
And he was like, uh, okay, what is it? And I'm like, I don't know, but we're supposed to go. And there's like limited tickets. And I just saw it. So probably we should just sign up and go. I mean, we have the weekend off. We have the funds available because of I'm not doing life coaching training right now. And so it was just like, boop, boop, boop. So we went to the mastermind. I did tons of things that I had never done before. Wrote poetry, um, did ecstatic dance. Uh, met a lot of people, connected with people on that deeper level that helped nurture and make me feel safe to be who I am and my, uh, and my full authenticity. And we left the um, mastermind, got back to our Airbnb. I sat down on the couch and it was just like a portal opened up above my head and I was being fed all of this information. Here's what you need to do. It was instructions too. And it was like lists. Here's how many square feet. Here's how many rooms. Here's what the rooms will be called. Here's um, how many people and how many, how the layout of the building. And I mean, like to a T instructions on how to create inner space. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's a cool idea, but who's going to pay for it? And then I heard just start just start like you already have the resources because they're already available to you. You just don't know, you can't see them. And so a lot of people, what gets in their way is not having it in front of them, the tangible thing, like, you know, here, I need have this. And so we just started. I, um, at the time, my business partner, Alicia was my life coach. We were also friends and I called her. I had a coaching call when I got back from Austin I was telling her about it. And she's like, I want to do that. I'm in. And I was like, you want to you want to do this with me? Because I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I just have these instructions and we're just supposed to pretend like we already have everything at our disposal. And so we started looking for building, like talking with brokers, like we knew what we were doing. I was looking up information. I mean, it was wild. And, and along the way we got connected with people and, and it, it just kind of, it unfolded. And all of a sudden we have a 6,000 square foot facility. And we opened in September of 2019. Yes. Yeah. We went from having nothing to being able to fund it ourselves. So we, we, um, Alicia and I took out a business loan to do this, which we didn't even think was possible. I think one of the biggest, um, takeaways I have when people have an inspired idea or are feeling guided by source to do something and they don't know how, um, instead of just asking how, ask people, how can we make this work? Mm -hmm. How can we make this work? Mm -hmm. You know, opening up that, that possibility and that potential for other mm -hmm. people to receive guidance to help you along the way. That's what we're all here to do, right? Mm -hmm. If we just sit there and say how and try to figure it out, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. We'll spin in our brains, mm -hmm. but asking how can, how can we make this work? Mm -hmm. I've even used like, what's next? Like what's yeah. next and just yeah. take the next move, take the next step, take the next step. Yeah. Um, who do I need to connect with? Uh, what else is possible? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's in the, it's amazing what you can receive when you ask. Yeah. And, and until you start asking, we were just teaching, well, Craig was, I was working all day yesterday, but we were teaching Amira to ask for help because, she, and Craig gave her the, opportunity to clean up her messy toy room and desk <laughs> and it took her forever and she just didn't know how to organize 
And after she ate dinner and I was doing up the dishes and I was like, you know, honey, you could have asked daddy for help at any time while I was working. Well, he wouldn't have helped me. Like, I think like that's the assumption of a lot of people. Well, no one's going to help me. I have to do this all on my own. And I said, I said, daddy, would you? And I talked to Craig while we're in the same house. Like (laughs) he's not not my daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, daddy, would you help Amira if she would have asked for help? And he's like, of course, she just needed to ask. And, and so later on, that was the desk area. And I had a group call later on. And then when that was all done and I got done with like follow-up emails and stuff for the day, it was like 1030 and I went into bed and I was like, so you were sharing with Amira another lesson. I heard you guys like kind of bickering downstairs. I was like, what's going on? He's like, well, I had her clean up the playroom too, since she was on that role, but she did it. And she didn't argue about it this time, but she got three fourths of the way done. And she's like, I don't know what else to do with this stuff. Will you help me? So she learned and, and Craig's like, of course, yeah, that's fine. So just what you're saying to turn it all to go, go back around is just, we have to learn to ask. And there's spirit talks with me, obviously. And, you know, gave me these five steps to listen to your divine guidance. But I think just being aware that there are, hey, this is how, mm-hmm. gives people hope that they can actually do the thing. And so it's like, but there, there, there are steps that people do all the time. <laughs> and one of those steps is ask. <laughs> and so it's it's not mind blowing or some sort of secret formula. Right. <laughs> it's just things that we do, but just being aware of it and having that awareness and then understanding. And then, like you said, it becomes a knowing and it just becomes this daily practice. And that's really what I want for everyone because it seems to be the most effective and efficient way to be making decisions. Would you agree with that? Like being effective? Yeah, absolutely. There's a little filter that I, that I've created within myself that I think is very important for people to move from that. I'm receiving information to, I'm allowing it to guide me. I'm trusting it. I'm just following it. It's just becoming part of my day. There's no woo attached to it. It's just part of me. It's not something outside of myself. Um, is the question, is this, where's this coming from when, when the doubt or the fear comes up, because a lot of people will like Amira, when maybe, maybe one time she asked for help and somebody said, no. So she has that story, you know, doing a quick, not like a super deep dive. It doesn't need to be reflect yourself to death, (laughs) but reflecting back on why you have like really quickly, Oh, I want to do this. Oh, this is coming up. Why is that? You know, and it's, it gets faster and it gets more well-oiled over time. But if you are given an idea with an inspired idea and you want to execute it, or you want to just stand more in your authenticity, but you're afraid, be like, okay, really quick inventory. When's the last time I tried to do something like that? And what's the story behind that? And that, is it true? Is it true for me? Mm-hmm. And I think that little filter that I've created inside myself has taken a couple of years to really hone it, but it really helps me in those moments to really surrender and trust and keep that momentum and keep that energy moving. For sure. Um, I love those because that's, what I share with clients, Um, like let's say for instance, they're out, people who come to me usually are searching for all different resources. So they may go 
to various people um, trying to receive information. But then I'm like, we are working on listening to your divine guidance. So one of the things that I continually do is just be like, okay, is this true for you? Is this, is this their truth? Is this the truth coming from an omnipresent source, unconditional love, or is this your truth? And I feel like when people are starting to like wake up, they have a lot of this underlying anger or rage that they've been, (laughs) they've been hiding, you know, like shoving down. And I think you may call some things like shadow work and stuff, like all this stuff is starting to come up, you know, and, um, but it starts to, to creep up. And so when it comes to your truth, mm, some attitude starts coming and I'm like, that's not necessarily the truth or it, it might not even be true. It just might be crap that you need to let go of that's coming to the surface. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> so I love those questions. People ask me quite frequently, how do you know the difference between a thought that you're thinking and a thought that you're receiving. So how, what, what is your answer to that? How do you? <sighs> um, I, know, I never know I exactly. <laughs> it's just part of me. I've stayed curious for years now and it's just became part of me. And so, so like, yeah. How do you describe like clairsentience, you know? Mm-hmm. That, um, well, my brain, my mind, has a very distinct voice and it's almost like the knowing like what I just saw was like it slides in like butter like it's <laughs> gentle it has no emotion mm-hmm. um because it's my it's the, any emotion that's attached to it is my own reaction to it it's not like my knowing is excited it's just like, Foop, here's this. And then I get excited, you know, or, <laughs> or hoop, here's this. Oh, what? You know, then I have this emotional reaction. So it's, it has no emotion. Um, and for some reason it always comes, like, I feel like it always <laughs> comes from the right side. <laughs> now I'm not, as you know, I'm not knowledgeable about all the things. Is the right the receiving side? I have, I have no, I think it's, I don't know. I have the the left. I think, well, the left is the feminine. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. And this just that you don't need to know all the things in order to listen to your divine guidance. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, it hits me like, and it's always, the energy comes this way. (laughs) It does. does. That's exactly like duck it. I'll be like, you know, like I'll be talking to someone. I'm like, hold on, you know, and they're like, (laughs) so if anybody, I do rapid fire channeling on Thursday evenings. And so I'm always like this, like I always turn to the right because I'm listening here. What do you got for me? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, One thing that you mentioned earlier that I just uh, want to circle back about. Yeah is when people are going to see people for external things. So that's one of the things about inner space is we have lots of practitioners, um, facilitators of workshops and classes and things, but we're very firm in the understanding that these people are going to help you like decondition your stories. Basically, they're not going to, you know, people 
the seeking tendency is natural. We always want to seek to be closer to creator, to God, to source. That is natural. It's innate, just like seeking survival. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when going to see somebody or if somebody comes to see you or me, when they're coming to see us for guidance, it's more of a guidance for them to know themselves, for them to hear themselves, to listen to their own tuition instead of like, here's what somebody can tell you to, to set you free. That's not, nope. that's not gonna, that doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> and I think a lot of practitioners now have the sense that they want, or the intention that they want you to be your truest, highest, best mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a client come to me that she was given a reading and she was like, it's, totally freaked me out. Like, is this true? And then then that's when I was like, you have to ask, like, is this their truth that they're, that they feel is going to be experiencing in 2021? Or, I mean, and I, and I just explained that it's energy and energy is always changing. And so if you are making a decision, then that energy changes. Or if you has a, if you have a hesitation on something, then the, the decision changes. Um, yeah. So I just, yeah, there's infinite, there's infinite possibilities. Like when we're working in the, in the quantum field, you know, there's infinite things that you can call in and you're and ultimately the decision. And that's what I tell people a lot is when you decide that's when like this gateway of support lines up for that decision. And that's why decisions are important, but yeah, in the, in the woman up community on, on Facebook that I, I lead, I always say something like, Wednesdays are uh, ways to move forward. And so I checked in with spirit and it was a few weeks ago. I was like, spirit, what is it that you want to share? Like, what is a way that, that, that individuals could just move forward, take action, be, what, what do you want to share? And spirit's like, decide to, yes. <laughs> like that was it. Yes. And I was like, already. Yes. I'll just share that. I know. And it's one of those things I, I tell um, people all the time when I'm working with them that, uh, you know, it's quite simple. You just have to decide. And they're like, what? Like, it's this thing, like, how do I, <laughs> how do I, what do you mean? I just decide. And I'm like, no, true. Um, you just have to decide, well, I can't see how it's going to work out and that and that and that. And people forget their innate power of decision. Sure. Like, oof. So how, then the other question that people come to me about is how do they receive? So allow, ask, receive are the first three steps to listening to divine guidance, according to what spirit gave me. I'm sure there's other ways. Um, So receiving, and then after working with people, they then say to me, but I'm not listening like you do, Sarah. And I'm like, oh, let's go back to the the title of... (laughs) of the whole thing is how to listen to your divine guidance. So I want to have this conversation with everybody that I get to have a conversation with. How do you receive? So that way people who are listening can know, oh, there's multiple ways. Everybody just doesn't let spirit speak through their ear and listen like Sarah, you know? So how do you receive? Um, Well, being present, having a practice that gets me present and in my body is very important. I like um, sattva yoga. It's Himalayan Kriya Kundalini. It's breath work. It gets me. I can transcend the body and I can get in the body. Um, I m- meditation. 
these things help keep me present so that I can have a, an awareness of what's going on around me in every, in any given time I can, you know, people might say you pick up synchronicities or it's just so natural anymore that it's kind of hard to break it down. But um, one thing that I think is great for people practicing to receive or to invite it in more to see how they, um, how it works and to feel, okay, here it is. Okay. So sorry, there it was. <laughs> right side coming in. <laughs> um, to feel it. So you need to connect with the feeling, mm -hmm. right? Because when we're working with frequency and energy and vibration, it's a feeling um, and to call that feeling in. And so how does it feel to receive and to practice that in the everyday with people? When somebody says, thank you, say you're welcome and see how you feel. Because you're receiving that instead of, and maybe this is just in the Midwest where I live, but everybody will be like, oh, it's no problem. Nope, nope, no deal. You did it. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. And then they're, they're not receiving it. They're pushing it back. Mm -hmm. Nope. Thank you. Or, no, you did it. It's all you. It's all you. Just, <laughs> I challenge anybody listening to this the next time somebody says thank you to say you're welcome. And that's it. And see how you feel, feel that energy kind of coming into you and calling it into you. You'll probably feel it more in the center of your body and your heart space. And just like, just be with that and see how that feels. Mm -hmm. Once you kind of tune your body and the frequency and the energy in your body to see what that feels like to receive when somebody gives you a cup of coffee, how does that feel, you know? Then you can pick up on the subtleties in the room. You can pick up on the subtleties when you're walking around and you'll start to be like, oh, I'm receiving something right now. What is that? And then you kind of pause and listen. It's not that we have to walk around all day like, where is it at? Listening, you know, <laughs> when am I going to get something? It's, it's really paying, <laughs> paying attention to the feeling, you know, that... that Go, like I mentioned before, like going back to where you felt really supported, things were really effortless, where you hardly had to do, do anything. You took inspired action and you had motivation, but you didn't have to like push um, or force that feeling, connecting with that feeling of that's what support feels like is without all that extra push. Okay. What does receiving feel like when I say you're welcome feeling? So connecting with that feeling, because that's how you work with the energetics and the frequency and the vibration of things. And those things are the underlying things that are going to shift the fastest. I mean, we can do all this shadow work. We can do all of this um, talk therapy and, and go into all these things. But if we, if we don't have an awareness of the subtle shifts of frequency and energy around us, then we're missing. I mean, I'm all about like fast tracking it. <laughs> so am I for sure. Yeah. That is awesome. I love it. That's when I am talking about receiving spirit has um, weaved in how to listen to divine guidance and listening to your divine guidance really amplifies all the relationships in your life and the relationship with yourself, the relationship with a partner, whether um, you're calling in a partner or you don't have one or, or, or you do have one with your children, like, there's a phrase 
um, and I don't know exactly who said it, but it was like, how you do anything is how you do everything. And it, when you're receiving, just like you're saying, I love that of feeling in the compliments. Cause that's, I, I, I ask people, okay, so this week we're going to focus on receiving, but pay attention to what, what opportunities you're receiving. Are you open to receiving? Are you making yourself available? Are you shutting yourself off? A lot of times I'm sure you have worked with people on this as well as like the feeling of worthiness comes up um, deserving worthiness, enoughness, whatever we want, you know, around receiving. And then there's a lot of things that happen to make us just close that off. And so I love that you gave such a very simple example of practicing that is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, where has you briefly, I just kind of wanted to sum it up. Where has listening to divine guidance led you? Ah, freedom. Freedom and joy of what? Oh, of everything. I I feel so alive, and I say that not like cliche, but I just feel so like unchained, free. Um, light like I can move about in the world how I'm supposed to it's not about like what anybody thinks I should be doing or what I think I should be doing I I really can do I know I have this knowing now that is supported that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm supposed to be doing it yes that everything happens in the right time it's like that's concrete in me now mm -hmm. There was something that came up, oops, sorry, came up yesterday on, um, as a reminder on Facebook that I posted four years ago yesterday. And I was like, I was such a wise woman. Oh gosh. I know. Good, re good reminder. I love that Sarah Sparks. Good Lord. It happens to me all the time. I'm like, dang, Brandy, four years ago. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> but it goes along with just what you were saying. So I thought it would just be perfect to whatever you desire, no matter what it is, will eventually come to you. When it does, it will happen all of a sudden or feel out of the blue. It will feel easy, effortless, and enjoyable. That's what I feel is divine guidance. Just easy, effortless, enjoyable. It's just kind of like you just get into like this, this flow. Uh, you but really you've been planning, creating, and have become who you have needed to be, not all the things you have to do to allow this desire to come to you. And I was like, that's brilliant. I it need is. to share this. Yes, <laughs> but it absolutely is. With What's what great about saying. that is people forget that we are human beings, not human doings. <laughs> and there's been this shift over time, especially with women, I feel you know, to make ourselves known in the workplace and we can do what everybody else and we're equal and all of that. Um, and there's really, for all human beings, we all have a masculine and feminine um, energy within us. And it's honoring both of those. And it's like, yes, I can do the things, but where, why am I doing them? Am I doing it out of a space uh, because I think I need to, or because somebody has to do it, or it's not going to get done unless I do it? Um, or am I, really crawling into my heart and asking what it desires in that now moment 
What do I desire? Do I really want to do that? Who is saying that they want to do that? What part of me, what aspect of me? And that's where I said that quick inventory, but that's where the work is. That's when you reach out to a therapist or a coach, or, you know, that's why we have these people in our lives, the energy workers that go into the classes and the workshops. It's to decipher that which is us truly our true self and that which isn't. And it's not to have it be fixed, but it's to get to know ourselves better. Mm-hmm. And that is where that, that beauty is because then you can feel the difference when you are being asked to do something. You can feel it in your body if it's your heart's desire or if you're doing it from a place of conditioning. Mm-hmm. And that's where the energy comes in. You're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, we all have this ability. It's not magic. Um, it's not woo. It's not voodoo. It's we all we all have this ability to do this. We are all con- constantly creating our lives, whether it's consciously or not. And so now we get to decide who gets to run the show. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final advice? Which you just gave a whole bunch. But is there oh. anything that you want to wrap it up? Like, if people who are listening today want to have more of those floating on a cloud moments where they're connecting more, do you have any? final advice for that for them yeah get in your body get in your body um because for a long time even when I was receiving lots of information I was receiving it and couldn't do anything with it and so there was a disconnect too so a lot of people are constantly receiving it not knowing what to do with it and it kind of spin it kind of makes you kind of manic or anxious or depressed or you know Get in, get in your body, touch your body, feel your body, pat your body, you know, say good morning to your body, wake up and just kind of like run your hands over your body. We are a body. Our only purpose in this existence is to be in this body right now and to experience it. So get in it because it has a whole lot of amazing things to show you when you're in it. Mm-hmm. And it is literally like taking two plugs when you're higher self and your body are connected and it's like the circuitry is on mm-hmm. you know sparks ignite <laughs> <laughs> and just get in your body find whatever way i i'm not saying you have to do a specific modality but dance i dance in my house get in my body feel my body allow the feelings to move through me whenever i'm feeling them i don't hold them down and i don't live in them too long i just allow them to move through what do you need from me, body? What do you need today? Getting in your body is going to help because then, you, like I said, it's just that plug-in where it's like, and you're online. Nice. Yeah, that we're, we're our, we are a whole being. Yeah. Sometimes I see, I did this myself, that you, uh, before you're spiritual, you, or you're, uh, before you're woke. Before you're woke. <laughs> I'm just joking. But before you really wake up to who you really are, I was so much in my body. Like I was just focused on my body. And then I began to wake up to this new reality. And then I totally abandoned my body and I became totally spiritual. And then to the point that I was like, this feels so good. Why do I even need a body? Uh huh. And then my brother-in-law died suddenly. And I realized that without this body, I cannot hug, kiss, experience, see the sunrise, sunset. I could not channel 
yeah, sure. I could be a divine soul giving information, but I couldn't do what my soul came into this body to do. And so I was like, all right, I have to be in this body. So I love that. Yeah. Yay. Yay, Brandy. You know, I love it. Connect with it more. You're, you're listening and then you're taking care. You have a better awareness of the things, the, the ailments and disease. They, you catch that before. Cause you're, so you're connected and your knowing can work all together. And it's this beautiful, like symbiotic relationship when you're like big words at home, homeostasis within your body. You're just like, yes. Mm-hmm. And you can be more of service. Yeah. Putting sure. your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. So being a, of service, how do we connect with you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Brandy Gilmartin and you can check out Innerspace. It's at innerspacedsm.com. Um, Innerspace website, if you want to see what we're up to is innerspacedsm.com. And um, if you scroll down on the homepage, you'll see a video of all the facilities so you can check it out and see what came to creation. All right. I love it. And I have gotten the pleasure. I I mean, I now live in South Carolina, but if you're in the greater Des Moines area or passing through, I highly recommend stopping in. And I don't even know if that's available with, with COVID, but check out, is it it open now? And all those things, it's beautiful space. It has a great energy and um, just begin to find that home within your body. So, (laughs) all right. Thank you so much. And we'll talk later. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Thank you.